The views expressed on this show by guests and the host on issues outside of the 9-11 controlled demolition evidence are the opinions of those individuals alone and do not necessarily reflect those of our contestant engineers for 9-11 Truth. Welcome to 9-11 Freefall. I'm the host, Andy Steele. Today we're joined by Cheryl Curtis. Cheryl's a longtime 9-11 activist and the host of 9-11 Wake Up Call. She's always outspoken and ready to share her mind, and it's a pleasure to have her back on the show today. We're going to be talking about 9-11 and COVID, the post-COVID world, and certainly has an effect on our activism and basically on our daily lives. It's just like they used to say, the pre-9-11 world and the post-9-11 world. Now it's the pre-COVID world and the post-COVID world, which hopefully will take less time to wind down than the post-9-11 world has. But Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on today. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much, Andy, for having me. Nice to be with you again. So I said we're going to talk about COVID and 9-11. Uh, it certainly has an effect on how we're doing outreach here. Some positive ones in terms of phone meetings being available to, with members of Congress and that becoming the norm, uh, so we don't have to travel to Washington, D.C. to have them. But also, you know, no public gatherings, social distancing, all of this stuff. People starting to worry about their ability to travel unless they comply with certain uh, mandates that they're talking about. So we got to get into it. So Cheryl, let's start with your point of view here. Post-2020 world, how has COVID affected 9-11 Truth activism from what you have witnessed? Well, it's kind of interesting. Um, I would think that anybody who gets 9-11 and understands, you know, all the lies we've been told and all of that would would get the COVID-19 thing is very similar. And I would say part of the same process, same people doing the planning in, in with the goal of one world government. Um, but I think it's divided the 9-11 um, truth movement in some ways. I, there are some people who just um, think that this COVID thing is completely real and, and the science is solid and all of that. And so there is some division in the movement with that. Um, but I think it's it's minor at this point, but, um, but there is some, at least in my observation. And also I think um, that uh, it's taken away some of the focus on 9-11, and I'm really thrilled that, architects and engineers has continued to do their work and not let this get in their way. In fact, it seems like you guys have even ramped it up more. So I'm really pleased about that. Um, but I do think, um, and I think it affects more of our lives than 9-11 did. I mean, 9-11 affected all of us, but this affects us so much more directly. Like we have to wear masks and be in lockdown. But I think more people are paying attention now. So in some ways, it could be, a, it could be, there's maybe a little bit of a positive piece to it that more people are waking up to the fact that you can't trust the media at all, that we're being, you know, the mainstream media, and that we're being lied to by our governments. Yeah, that's right. We are ramping it up, and, you know, we were planning to ramp it up, but it's not like we have anything else to do when we're locked inside our houses and going out to the store, you got to get all decked out like Hannibal Lecter. So, of course, we're going to be putting a lot of our energy into our mission, which is so important, and it's still important here 20 years 
after the event took place because you fail to expose, well, we've exposed it, but the public fails to grasp onto one lie and come to the truth on that, and then the lies just get bigger and bigger, and we end up with these events that are expanding outward, you know, they're becoming these more communal experiences that we're all having. You know, we're all in it together. I am so sick of hearing that. I want to go back to us not being in it together, to everybody just doing their own thing, living their lives, enjoying them, whatever form that takes, you know, wherever you want to live, whatever lifestyle you want to have, that is when America is at its best, when everybody's just free to do their thing and live. So I want to get us back to that and also get us focused on 9-11 because a lot of our attention has been shifted and I can't really blame people because this actually affects you. I mean, I, I joked about you know, going to the supermarket, and it is like Hannibal Lecter being wheeled in on the green. Now, you don't have to get wheeled in, but you got to wear the mask, and a lot of people object to that, and we have seen divisions. And I want to acknowledge to our audience right now, uh, I mean, we're covering this today, and uh, I, I keep my opinions on these things, or try to, out of uh, 9-11 free fall, but, uh, of course, our opinions are our own and don't reflect on those of AE, as the disclaimer that plays at the beginning of every one of these shows says. So even if you have your own thoughts on the situation with COVID, even if you know you believe real or unreal or whatever, there are certain things that people are getting sick of overall, and there's different layers to this. And certainly if you care about 9-11 activism, you should care about how this is affecting that and uh, some of the similarities that we see. Because we're all about looking at all sorts of different opinions. That's why we bring in people from right, left, different views on different issues, but we all agree that buildings were in New York were brought down with controlled demolitions. So with all of that said, Cheryl, what ways have you found to get the word out about 9-11, you know, despite the current societal limitations? Well, you know, every year we, I go to Maine. Uh, we didn't do it this past year because there's a, we go to the Organic Farmers Fair and do a table with the Maine 9-11 Truth people, and we pass out thousands of brochures. Of course, I do my radio program, which I'm on, on a hiatus from right now for a few months on a leave, but um, I hope to start that up again pretty soon. So, and just talking to people, you know, word of mouth is, I think, the best way. Um, and I think, you know, two of the, a, a real similarity between 9-11 and COVID is, is the fear factor. You know, they, uh, you know, in, with 9-11, we had to be afraid of, like, the Al-Qaeda, you know, terrorist boogeyman. And with COVID, it's this, uh, you know, elusive virus that's all-powerful that, you know, and uh, when we think we're getting out of it, then, of course, we have the second wave or the third wave, or I think I've even heard a fourth wave, and then we had the variants. So, uh, you know, and then the the vaccine may not protect you from the variants. So they got us all, like, uh, revved up in, in, in deep fear, and that's how they get us to comply with what they're doing. Uh, so, um, yeah. So it's um, – I, and I think sometimes if you talk about COVID with people, it can open a door to talk about 9-11 because – for people who are getting it, that, that, you know, the COVID thing is not, you know, there's a lot of lying and misinformation and abuse of science going on with COVID, just like with 9-11. You know, Cheryl, I don't know if you're a Twin Peaks fan. It's a show I really liked, and uh, Craig McKee also really liked it. We bond on this, so if, this is probably going to be lost on the audience if you didn't watch it, and then some people who watch it don't even understand it, but the, the whole premise is there's a murder, 
Um, and then there's this agent, this FBI agent, who's trying to investigate it, and he's getting sort of, like, psychic flashes or something on this show. You know, it's total fiction. But, uh, at one point he's sitting in a restaurant while another girl's getting murdered, and this giant appears on the stage and says, It is happening again. It is happening again. And that's the feeling I got when this COVID thing hit. It was like, everything that I experienced... After 9-11, and really, because, you know, I wasn't a truther the day after 9-11. I wish I was, but I wasn't until, like, 2006. And, uh, but the, everything I experienced when I first started questioning, and 2006 is close enough to 2001 for it to still be uh, an impact in people's heads, uh, having, you know, just experienced it within the past couple of years. And so, you know, everything that I experienced after 9-11, I was beginning to experience with COVID as well, when I'm asking certain questions, which are reasonable questions, considering everything that was happening all around us, and uh, and the reactions of people, it was like the fear makes people want to just you know shut down anybody that wants to get to the bottom of you know what they're currently experiencing. I, I mean, it should go without saying that we shouldn't just blindly trust what's on TV or from government officials, or from anyone for that matter, even me. You know, <laughs> I mean, don't, don't just take my word for things, do your own research. Um, but we saw the same kind of reactions. And, you know, other truthers, people getting turned against each other. You see that with the COVID, you see that with the politics. And, I mean, I'm not saying people shouldn't voice their opinions or stand up for what they believe in, but I think to a certain extent people need to chill out and just listen, because uh, that's how you learn. You know, and uh, not be letting this get in the way of our mission. Yeah, and I think that's part of the plan is to divide and conquer, you know. And so they have us, you know, fighting with each other over this. I, I think the whole, um, you know, they've trumped up a lot of, I think, racial issues that, you know, I mean, I'm not saying we don't have racism in the country, but I don't think it's to the level that they're pushing it and and um, making it in our face all the time. I think they're trying to divide and conquer us in any any division they can they can trump up, you know, and um, and then make us afraid. And when we're afraid, we turn to our authorities for protection and safety, right? So um, they've got us where they want us. I, I think um, I'm like you. When I first heard about the COVID stuff, I knew immediately. I said, this is, you know, and, and I said, it's a brilliant plan, you know, every time you want to control the people, just bring out another virus and, you know, make them think they're going to die. And, you know, <laughs> you can have them do whatever you want. So I'm always amazed when I, I you know, because I don't wear a mask when I'm at home or even when I go to work or, you know, I, with my friends, we just don't do that. And so sometimes when I have to go to the store, I'm, I'm always shocked to see. I don't know why. I'm still shocked when to see people wearing these masks. I mean, why are these people so compliant? And, you know, there's even a lot of evidence that the masks, first of all, don't work. But secondly, they actually create, they can harm you. So, um it's it's just amazing to me that, that people um i guess fear fear is so powerful that it does that to people that they lose their ability to think rationally so yeah brilliant plan by the by the global elite. Well, and that's the thing, too. I think most people are willing to comply with a rule or a law if it's reasonable. I think most of us want to do what's right. Uh, we we want to go along with the community as long as we see a need for it. I mean, we at least most of us 
uh, stop at red lights and stop signs and such, and we obey the laws of traffic pretty uniformly because we know the need. We know that you have to have some kind of system of order out there, otherwise you'd have absolute mayhem. So I think people are pretty reasonable when there's a reasonable law that gets passed or a reasonable mandate. Uh, but I mean, some people are questioning, you know, the reasonableness of this. You know what I always do is I always look at the past. I look at my own life experience, and I even look at the history of like you know, 100 years back, and it's far enough, and I'm like, have we ever had something like this before? Rather, have we ever had the, this kind of reaction before? And does the reaction, is it proportionate to the actual situation? What evidence do we see that this reaction is necessary? I mean, I remember Ron Paul saying with 9-11, and Ron Paul's not a 9-11 truth person. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's... He, he, at least in public, he always seems to uh, agree with the official story, but he said, you know, a $20 lock on an airplane cockpit door could have solved the issues that we saw on 9-11. But that wasn't the way they went. They went into fascism. But it becomes hard to draw it back, especially if there's constantly a fear out there and they never feel like the situation is ever resolved. They're never getting that cue from their official representatives in the media and government. How do you fight this encroachment and continue to talk to people after it's already settled in, into the mindset and into the societal norms? Yeah, that's, it's very hard to do. And, um, you know, I have my, I tend to come from a liberal background, although I never, no, no longer see myself as liberal or conservative. I just try to follow the truth wherever I can find it. Because I think people get locked into, like, the group think if you try to belong to conservative or liberal or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and, uh, and that's not healthy, but I see that a lot of my liberal friends have, have done that. They are into groupthink. They don't think for themselves. And, you know, I've been doing a radio program on 9-11 for 13 years and they never, ever ask me any questions about it. They don't want it. It's, it's, they, you know, I think they just don't want to shake up their world. They just don't want to know. And, and that's really an interesting phenomenon to me, but but they never ask me, and if I try and insert it in a conversation, then they change the subject, and, you know, so there's a total, like, blackout from these people. So I have given up trying to reach them. I just don't think it's possible, and I try to stay focused on people who sort of seem more, um, you know, neutral or in the middle or maybe not quite sure or, you know, where there's an opening for that. But I think you beat your head against the wall if you go up to certain people who you just, like my friends, that you just know it's not going to happen. Well, an attitude is that we got to just work on that one guy who refuses to look at the evidence. we just got to keep hammering him and hammering him. I don't believe that because if you look at the overall world, 7 billion people, last numbers I looked at was like 330 million people in the United States where a lot of focuses on 9-11 truth for obvious reasons. If you get enough people, if you get an overwhelming majority, then you can get action. And then those people who, you know, don't want to look at it will just turn off or pretend they were along with it the whole time if it ever comes out into the papers and stuff. So I don't waste my time on people who just refuse to look. I want those middle-of-the-ground people. And this is actually something that they take into account in just regular politics. You know, Republicans and Democrats, there's your hardcore on both sides but then there's those middle-of-the-line people who kind of fluctuate between elections based off of um, you know whatever reaction they're having to, to what's going on in the world, whether it's justified or not. But they want to work on those middle-ground people and sway them towards their direction for that particular election. So that's where you got to focus. Yeah, I think I think it, it works best with people who maybe get another one of these areas where the government has lied to us, like 
some people are seeing now that with COVID that, you know, that we're being lied to and, and you know, orchest- it's orchestrated and we're being manipulated. And when they start to see that, then it kind of has an opening to to share with them about 9-11. And I, I have a friend who's been really successful. His church group, they all are against the COVID stuff and get that we're being, you know, manipulated here. And so now he's introducing 9-11 and they're more receptive to it because they are kind of getting that, you know, our government and media aren't what we thought they were. So, um, yeah, if you can, you can use one, one sort of disaster, you know, one false flag event to turn people onto another one. Sometimes that works too. Years ago, and I can't point to the episode that I said it on, but I remember sitting here at this microphone saying, and I said that someday they're going to do something that it's going to just kind of go over the line and affect people at home. And then they're going to be more open to hearing about 9-11. And because there's been so many activists out there, great people planting these seeds, I mean, everybody knows, everybody, I would say just about every, you know, all 330 million of those people here in the United States know that there's at least questions about 9-11, whether they just write it off as a bunch of malarkey conspiracy theory or uh, take it seriously to any extent. They know that there's questions about it, just like with JFK, you know, people think of JFK assassination, they think of, uh, you know, government did it and all this stuff. So they know it's out there. And then they take this stuff more seriously when it actually affects you at home. You know, and I'm, I'm, you know, 9-11 affected us all in some kind of way. But for us, for people who weren't directly affected by it, you know, we all watched it and were horrified. But it was something that happened on television. And then maybe a few years later, a relative of yours goes to go fight in the wars that followed and dies or gets their legs blown off, now it's more directly affecting you. But, I mean, in this case, it's like everybody is affected. Um, I don't think anybody enjoys the uh, current measures that are taking place. The people who support it do so because they believe that they're doing the right thing, that they're, you know, trying to save lives and help other people. So they're saying, you know, toughen up and put on your mask and, and do this. So I'm not saying they're motivated by bad intentions, it's just a question of, you know, how severe is the actual threat. That's where the debate comes in. But the TV came on, you know, government officials, the president said that the threat is over, no more masks, it's all finished. They'd be happy to throw those things in the trash, everybody on all sides of this. So it is affecting us all. So this is the time to start talking about 9-11 and, uh, you know, really pushing it because even though it's 20 years ago, everybody still remembers that. Now... I want to talk about that momentum people waking up it's even i've seen it with people in my own life with covid to a certain extent certain things with involving the election and their favorite candidate they've become more open to the fact that uh, the united states isn't exactly everything that they thought it was and take me more seriously when i talk about 9-11 now do you think the momentum is going in the favor of people getting sick of all this and pushing back you know, I do. I do think more and more people are questioning and, and are open to it. Um, you know, and, and again, there's a segment of the population that will never do that. And, uh, you know, that's okay, I guess. But I, I do. And I think, you know, I, I'm hoping that people, um, I hate to use the word awake now because it's kind of been co-opted, but if people um, wake up to this, all of this um, fast, because we're losing our civil liberties, I mean, with 9-11, you know, they created the Department of Homeland Security. There's more surveillance of all of us. They created fusion centers, which there's a couple in my state, and I think there's 72 the last time I looked into it around the country. 
And, you know, they combined the U.S. military, the CIA, the local police, um, you know, and the FBI all in one, you know, one center, and, and they're in every state, and they're monitoring us all the time. You know, and and um, I think that's frightening to me. I think that's very frightening. So, and then after nine eleven, we were under this continuity of government, which is I think could give them the power to do martial law if they wanted to go with it. And I think that's still in place twenty years later. And um, you know, with COVID, we have lockdowns where they force people to stay in their homes. I mean, that's pretty drastic. People are losing their business, their livelihood. You know, um, wearing masks, which can be dangerous to your health. So uh, contract contact tracing, which, you know, another scary thing. And then now they're going to try and force on us these vaccine passports. So we won't, you know, they'll kind of coerce us into getting this harmful vaccine. And if people doubt that, go look at vaccinedeaths.com and you can check out how that's hurting people. Um, you know, they're going to coerce us into putting this, you know, poison in our bodies just to keep our job or to be able to travel. So, I mean, we're in a serious situation and, you know, it just keeps building. And I think what you said earlier, I wanted to pick up on, you talked about how if we had stopped, if we had exposed 9-11, then they might not be doing what they're doing today because it's the same group, same people, you know, same same plan. And, um, you know, the same with the Kennedy assassination. If we had stopped that, you know, if we'd really gone after that and exposed it or, and even, you know, the amazing thing though is like with Martin Luther King, that has been exposed. William Pepper wrote his book, The Plot to Kill King, and he has it all laid out, uh, all this evidence and facts well documented on who killed King. And it wasn't uh, James Earl Ray. And, um, so, but but all that knowledge is out there, but the mainstream media will not talk about it, so people don't know about it. And it's it's like 9/11 now. You have the the uh, Holy Report on Building Seven showing that it was controlled demolition. And I know your organization, our uh, Architects and Engineers for 9/11 Truth, has you know is going after NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, because they did the initial report on that saying it collapsed by fire. And they're asking him to correct that. Is that correct? And and they won't do that either, right? And and the mainstream media doesn't cover it. So, you know, it's um, you know, they're all in cahoots. And if people don't see that, then they believe everything they're being told. You know, we're in big trouble. So, um, I hope people really do. If you, anyone's listening to this and um, is it doesn't believe what we're saying, please do your research. Don't take our word for it, but go look it up. And, and I know there's so much massive censorship now. That's another issue. But it's hard to look things up now. It's, it gets harder because there's so much censorship um, that it's harder to find these sites. So maybe at the end of the show, Andy, we can give a few websites where people could go to look things up. Yeah, I love BitChute. BitChute is like YouTube was when it first started. And the thing is, you get complacent and you get used to just uh, you know going to YouTube. I always say, and there's got to be a name for this phenomenon. I don't know. I'm not a business major or anything like that. There probably is a name for this where... Your product, your product name and your company name becomes the name for the product even if another company's making it. Like we always say in our family saran wrap, even if in, we bought it some other company's saran wrap, you know, it's not saran right. or whatever. It's just, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I always say ragu for spaghetti sauce even if it's another one. Maybe that's just me. So there's, you know, there's, got, there's some phenomenon where this happens and so with YouTube everyone always says go to YouTube go to Google you know I'm gonna Google this and it just becomes like the monopoly even if there's other options out there but you gotta look for other options a really good one is BitChute it is like YouTube was back in those golden days when 
all of you out there, all you long-termers, were first waking up to 9-11 Truth and other issues and uh, a lot of great stuff out there. It's just stuff that uh, was already out there, but you can find it a lot easier. So uh, what are some sites that you've used, Cheryl? Um, well, you know, obviously for 9-11, it's architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, and then the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry um, are two. But, yeah, I like BitChute for um, for the videos, and um, there's other ones. Brighteon is another one. There's, there's several others now that I can't remember at the moment. But in terms of COVID, um, I think global research, or 9-11 too, is globalresearch.ca is um, one of my favorites. And... Um, the highwire.com with Dell Bigtree on um on the covid stuff is very good um let's see and trying to think of some others um and then Robert Kennedy Jr's website the children's health defense.org and uh, if you can't remember that just google his name and you'll you'll get there but it's uh, children's health defense.org um so those are oh and another one is um if someone's trying to force you to get a vaccine or, you know, wear masks, there's a website called COVID Legal USA, and I think it's .com, um, and there's paralegals there that will help you. They have all the, you know, they'll tell you how to fight it, and um, they'll help you, and so you could go there. And, and you know, um, there are treatments for COVID-19, um, which many, many doctors around the world say is nothing more than like a flu. Uh, and um, there are treatments for it. And I know people will think I'm a Trump supporter if I say it, but hydroxychloroquine, you know, the, the epidemiologist at Yale said that, you know, you can find him. His name is Harvey Risch, uh, R-I-S-C-H. And he's on um, BitChute and you can hear him. I think he's even on YouTube, but you can hear him. He says that, you know, hydroxychloroquine works. It's very safe. It's also very cheap. You can get like a dose between 10 and $15. And, you know, the vaccines are going for what, like, I don't know, $3,000 or something like that. So, you know, it's, it's all about the money, I guess, in this situation. But anyway, you can listen to him. Um, let's... Um, I can't think of any others. Do you have any others that you can think of? Um, well, I've been relying just on people that I trust to give good information on Facebook. They, you know, they don't say it to me. They post news stories from various sources, and I'm sorry to say that I don't write down all these sources. I should start doing it when it comes to these other issues. Obviously, AE 9/11 Truth. We're very reliable on what we are doing and on the 9/11 issue and the controlled demolition evidence. They certainly tell you every single time that some development happens here in our sphere. We'll have an article usually, and then the get people will come on this show to talk about it when it comes to 9-11. I like those places that you talked about with regard to COVID. And the thing is, like, regardless of where you stand on that issue, it's always good to just look at the facts and look at the information and make your own decisions. I'm not trying to tell people what to do, whether you should take a vaccine or not. I'm not a medical doctor, but what I am for is freedom and people's right to choose what they do for themselves. Basically, live and let live. You know, just like, um, you know, you're being censored, uh, the architects and engineers are being censored, you're, you're um, building seven um, study report that shows controlled demolition is being censored, you know, so is COVID. You know, all, there's a lot of doctors around the world speaking out against this and they're being censored they've been kicked off of youtube some of them have lost their jobs um so and if you um if you go to america's frontline doctors dot i think it's dot com but try dot org if that doesn't work so america's frontline doctors dot com 
you can see there, um, if you want to get treated, they tell you where to go so you can get hydroxychloroquine or something else, and so you don't need the vaccines. Um, and then these vaccines are, um, they're under, under emergency use authorization, so they have not been approved officially by the FDA, and I just heard a few days ago that the FDA said that they would never approve him now, so I don't know how true that is, but, um, and people are dying from them, the vaccines, so do your research before, you know, vaccinedeaths.com, check it out, people are being injured and, and dying around the world from those, and, you know, and you know what? The four pharmaceutical companies are actually, um, according to Robert Kennedy Jr., they're convicted felons. They've been dragged into court for a lot of uh, corrupt activity and harming people over the years. And, you know, why would we trust them? I don't know why anyone would trust any of them on anything. If they tell you that it's raining outside, I'd stick your arm out the window or at least look at it to confirm if that's true or not because the mainstream media has lost all credibility. And the first step is just cleaning the goop of the mainstream society off of you. Stop watching the brainless sitcoms or whatever they have on TV. I don't even like to know. Or maybe make it 10% of your entertainment, but go back to reading books, look for alternative news, and come to your own conclusions based off of your own educated research. Cheryl, we are out of time, but thank you so much for coming here today and sharing your thoughts on this matter. Very important, and good luck on the work ahead. Oh, thanks a lot, Andy. My pleasure to be here today. Thanks. This program is on every Thursday night on No Lies Radio at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific, and every other Sunday night on BBS Radio at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. You can also keep track of the archives by going to 911freefall.com. Zadie Steele, say have a great week. Good luck.